Welcome to Quarter of the Galaxy, the show that talks 100% L.A. Galaxy soccer. We're glad you could join us. Now it's time to sit back and relax as your hosts navigate through the twisting, turning, but never boring world the five-time MLS Cup champion, L.A. Galaxy. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Corner of the Galaxy on cornerofthegalaxy.com. Back with you live once again. Glad to be back. Uh, L.A. Galaxy getting ready to start a very busy six-game stretch. It starts with LAFC on Saturday. Uh, Seattle Sounders, San Jose, Portland Timbers, um, all in that list of six games. So a lot to get to, a lot to talk about. Signings have hit there. One of them was a little bit of a surprise. We're going to talk about that one. Uh, talk about some of the other ones as well. And then a big press conference today. Uh, it sort of had some some mixed notes. We're going to talk about some of those quotes and all that fun stuff. So we got a lot to get to helping me do that. The hammer himself, Eric Vieira. How's it going, buddy? Uh, how's it going? Outside of uh, record-breaking temperatures, uh, starting a school year in a pandemic in a situation that we've never been uh, put in before. Other than that, I'm doing great. Everything yeah, is we fine. Were gonna- we were going to start the show without you because you you barely yeah. you barely made that made it in. I mean, um, to be fair, I barely made it in. Um, I know that uh, our control room is about 112 degrees. It's about 93 degrees in the room that I'm recording, and you, on the other hand, I'm sure have air conditioning like a normal sane person. Um, I do. I do. Yes, yeah? I do, and okay, I, I'm right. I'm positioned perfectly. I don't know if it's caught on camera, but I got the vent hitting me directly, so yeah. I'm in good shape right now. Good. But, no swamp but outside of here, yeah, yeah, below the table, it's a mess. Okay, good, good. Just, 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 just wanted to check. Um, a lot of stuff going on for the LA Galaxy. A busy time. I mean, <clears throat> you know, it was funny. One of the things Sebastian Lejet talked about, and then was asked by Sophie, obviously the Canon Sophie Nicolau, uh, was was talking to him at the press conference and was sort of like, "Hey, you know, before, okay, let's stop talking about the game for a second. Let's just talk about all of the crazy stuff that has been going on." Um, in the recent months and, and what has that done, you know, to your psyche and everything like that. And, and, you know, legit talked about how it's been a whirlwind. Like you don't know if you're doing the right thing. And, and I think a lot of people are sort of in that case. Um, you don't know if you're doing the right thing. You don't know what you're supposed to be doing. Your schedules are screwed up the way that you're supposed to do it. I mean, you know, uh, not to get totally somber, but my wife and I have sat there and like been almost in tears, just trying to figure out what you're going to do in like the next week and how that's all going to work. And, uh, obviously having a little dude, um, you know, is, is, is both it's a blessing to be at home and then it wasn't really the, our plan to have that either. So, you know, all doing all sorts of stuff and, and things changing and trying to keep track of that. So I understand. I feel everybody's pain. Uh, hopefully we can provide a little bit of a, a respite from that. Hopefully the LA Galaxy can ease some pain, although I have a feeling they're going to cause more pain than ease it. Um, so all those things are stuff we're going to talk about. We're going to get you through this. Um, one of the first things that I have to say is I'd like to blame the person who's directly responsible for this. Um, and I would like to sort of sit there and, and say that, um, um, my life is now busier. Uh, I have more things to do now because of this person. So I'd like to blame Eric for making me start an LA galaxy discord, um, which has been a lot of fun. I really enjoy it actually. Um, <laughs> in, in a lot of ways, I enjoy it much more than Twitter, uh, which is something yes. that if you would have told me like two weeks ago, I would have said, I would have said you're crazy. Um, but just the way that everybody's interacting. And quite honestly, I've been recruiting some of the best people um, who really have a great Galaxy voice and have some great things to say about the Galaxy and our knowledge about that. We got Galaxy History on our Discord. We have, a, we have a Galaxy History channel that I basically said, Galaxy History, here is your channel. Do with it what you will. 
he, yeah, he, he's been talking about possibly getting some players on, some older players, uh, older Galaxy cool. players to come on and, and hang out in the Discord. So when that happens, I will tag them with the appropriate role. We're going to have Galaxy player role on there, and they'll pop up. I mean, that'll be, come on. That'd be kind of cool. Um, we put a place for all the all of the LA Galaxy podcasts, not just ours, all the ones across. We said, anybody, if you have your podcast, go post it in this channel, and that way everybody can get to it. Um, that's sort of been the idea is to, to grow this as much as possible. So um, you should be able You're to welcome. find a way. Yeah, I was going to say I hate you, but also thank you. <laughs> Um, so we, there's plenty of ways you can join discord. You can ask us on Twitter. You can look on social media. It, it should be attached in these show notes. And I guess the last link I sent out expired because I didn't click the do not expire thing. I will click it this time. So on this show in the show notes, go down, click it and you can get an invite, um, into our discord. So that way you could do it. Um, so we're having a great time. I just wanted to sort of put that out there and start that with it. Um, and everything going. All right. I'll, I'll add on to that. Just kudos to you for, for being active in the discord and it being uh, not just something where other people interact, but you it's being at the corner of the galaxy channel and you being uh, kind of the, the leader behind it. Is your title CEO of corner of the galaxy? What, what, what's your official title? You know, but but whatever it is, uh, just being out there and interacting. Unfortunately, the week that we went live is the week that I have absolutely zero free time, so I haven't really been able to to dig in. But um, and you mentioned it being almost better than Twitter. Twitter was kind of uh, where we lived for our Galaxy news, and you get up to date things, and it's still great for that. But the Discord is almost like a a concentrated LA Galaxy. specific area for you to have those conversations. And the nice thing about discord and, and the reason part of why this idea came from is, uh, from Cosmo SC. And we will have an update on that later. Uh, instead of just having interactions on Twitter, uh, when you have interactions on a discord and you could separate different channels and have specific windows for you to do things. So it just opens up a lot of possibilities and it's a lot of fun. Uh, you really get your straight galaxy news right there. Uh, it's not out in the public like Twitter is where, you know, maybe fans of other teams pick up things and and uh, you have fodder to, to go back for it. So it's almost like a safe space for LA Galaxy fans. And you mentioned all the, you know, the history that's on there, the other podcasts that are on there. It's just, you know, uh, a really fun time. So I'll, I'll try to dig in and be a little bit more active and uh, flex my admin uh, privileges while I still have them. Uh, when, yeah. <laughs> once I get a little more free time. But it seems like you're handling it well and everyone else who's been stepping up their game and really interacting. It, it looks like a great time. So I highly encourage you click the link, uh, you know, click the link in the description, ask one of us and, and we'll get you in. And, and for the ladies, by the way, we, you're an admin. Uh, Pam Garcia is also uh, one of my friends and, and an admin. Uh, and she's going to be starting a, uh, a galaxy ladies sort of talk as well, which will be limited to galaxy ladies. So guys, I was going to say, hopefully it's a locked to... channel and we're not, yeah, it'll in. be locked. Yeah, it'll be locked in, and, and, and so that way she can run that over there. And if they need either of the admins that any help there, we can we can jump in. But I, I don't think they're going to need it. But I want to get that going as well. So a lot of fun stuff there. Let's get to some LA Galaxy news. I know we sort of cleared, sort of uh, buried the lead on a lot of this stuff. Uh, we talked on Monday with uh, Kevin and I about the signing of of. And are we going with Yoni? Because it's like Johnny, it's, but it's Yoni. Is that is that yeah, what we're going with? So that that's what I heard. You know, from Columbia, it's like. A, uh, Yimmy Chara o- over in uh, in Portland. It's it's Yimmy like Jimmy, and it's Yanni like Johnny. So we're yep. we're going with Yanni, Yanni like Johnny. Yanni like Johnny. Okay, for at least for now, until we can get a get a real <laughs> pronunciation on it. You know, 
Yeah, until yeah, there's always there's always someone. Trust me. Um, but the signing of Yannick Gonzalez, we talked about that that was going to happen. It did come through, um, pushed through on Wednesday. Um, thought it might be Tuesday. It ended up being Wednesday. No problems with that. So uh, you now have a 26 year old right winger. Um, he is a guy who Guillermo talked a whole bunch about. You t- you know, uh, Dennis talked a whole bunch about as well. Uh, the LA Galaxy. Also did um, uh, this. You got to give him credit when they do it. They said how the L.A. Galaxy signed, you know, Yanni Gonzalez and they sort of had a little article there. And while I think it's lacking in a lot of details, there are some good little nuggets in there that you could you could find out. But one of them was talking to Dennis DeClosa and it was talking about how they found this guy. Um, and uh, this is Dennis DeClosa talking. He says he's one of the players that ha- that ha- that we've been followed or that has been followed by the coaching staff for a while. In Guillermo's former club, he played against him and followed his career. He was having an excellent year last year with Luminense, which helped him sign a contract with Benefica. Um, And this year has been a challenging year for everybody. So for him to be loaned out to Corinthians and only played a few games, it's an excellent opportunity for us, with the schedule as it sits, to be able to have him for the rest of the year and evaluate if this is someone that we hope and think could be part of our future. Um, which is interesting. So uh, Dennis told you this is basically a six-month loan, uh, and the reason it's working is that they're not playing soccer down there right now, and so he's going to be able to play soccer up here for the LA Galaxy, which is why Benefica was uh, sort of looking at that, saying, okay, that's a good deal for us because, hey, you know, he can get some time and some minutes. I mean, ultimately, I imagine that Benefica sees this player, Yoni Gonzalez, as somebody who they want to keep. So we have to keep an eye on that because the value for him right now is like around 1 million, I think 1.2, like up, uh, right around 2 million, let's say uh, $2 million, which is something the LA galaxy could realistically purchase and make a TAM player and do a whole bunch of different things over a certain number of years. So you could say, okay, that makes some sense, but being able to try him out, seeing how he fits, not necessarily being married to anything. Um, you know, there's, there's, there's two trains of thought in my mind, Eric, and it is one is you want to have permanent players. You want to make sure that you sign people who are going to be with your club so you have continuity between season to season because we've seen the door swing wide open back and forth multiple times now for the LA Galaxy and the reloads don't work because you have to spend time building chemistry. Um, but at the same time, you don't want to be locked into contracts like a Jorgen Shelvik, like a People Gonzalez right now where you made a commitment and you got it wrong. So, this in my mind, splitting the baby a little bit, but both the bo- best of both worlds. Loan, see how he plays, see how he does with the LA Galaxy. Yeah, how many people right now would love to have Pipo Gonzalez on a loan uh, so they could send him back after the year is done? I think that'd be uh, a, po- a popular thing. Uh, but but you brought up a great point about it being a loan from Befica and uh, Befica being involved in the deal. And here's why I love it. Uh, no to surprise to absolutely no one because Benfica is in Portugal and, and there's that connection there. But here's why I love at least building that relationship with Benfica in Portugal is because there's a lot of talk about Major League Soccer being a selling league or moving towards becoming a selling league. And if you're going to look at where is the example of being a selling league, that is the Portuguese league, uh, the Liga Nage, which is there. Their top three teams are have made they basically make their bank account by discovering young South American players, uh, young Portuguese talents through their academies, and then they sell these players at a premium to to European clubs. Uh, you know, players like Bruno Fernandes, players like uh, Falcao is uh, another one who's who's gone through. Hulk has gone through uh, the Portuguese league. Uh, someone like Freddie Montero even went from MLS to Portugal. Uh, th- there's there's countless numbers of of uh of players there's some mexican internationals who have who've gone uh to portugal as well so that league is really notorious especially those top three clubs uh for scouting uh 
South American talent and then turning them at a profit. So if he was uh, on Benfica's radar as someone who they were identifying as a top talent, just the fact that, uh, you know, because I heard a little bit of pushback. Well, if Benfica signed him and he didn't see any minutes, that's not necessarily a good sign if they were loaning him out. But at the same time, this is the club's MO. This is what they do. They have a list uh, of, you know, maybe <laughs> I'm maybe exaggerating it, but it almost seems like they have an extra roster of players that they specifically just loan out to see if they turn out and then they'll bring them back if they do well. So the positive for Mifika is if he shows out and he does well, they'll invite him back. Maybe they'll showcase him and try to flip him at a higher price. Uh, and if not, maybe he doesn't set the world on fire, but he does good enough. Maybe it's interesting for the Galaxy to have that that uh, loan-to-buy option, and they could have a player, like you said, to create a little bit more permanent. So it's really a win-win because you bring a player in who has incentive to play well, uh, and then you also uh, have the opportunity uh, you know, to to build a relationship with a club that is known for scouting and identifying young talent. So if you now become one of those feeder clubs to Mefica, who they know, they can have that relationship. They can have a player play well in at LA Galaxy, and if they do well, they can invite him back. So that, I think it's a great revolving door, and to have that relationship now open uh, with one of the best selling leagues in the world. Uh, I think the timeline on him arriving is is what everybody's kind of focusing on now. I don't think it's going to be anytime quick. Uh, I talked with the LA Galaxy a little bit. Um, I think they're hopeful that they get the paperwork and that stuff, you know, sort of moving in the right direction within the next week. Um, but I would expect that his, you know, his P1 visa, which is really what's going to take the longest, the international transfer certificate, which is the ITC, is, is probably already in their hands because that's something that gets put through the FIFA computer and gets spit back out. So the ITC is there. Um, you know, they're waiting on the P1 visa. And, you know, on a normal day, the government ain't really that fast so if you look at that um and then you throw in covid any 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 word if if, uh if yanni is arriving usps because i think that might be a problem (laughs) that might be probably might shipped yeah (laughs) yeah exactly um no you 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 are correct to uh to acknowledge that um yeah so we'll see what sort of what it is i think it's going to be at least two weeks um it could span into the three and four weeks i mean if you're asking him to be here for these first six games, he might make it for the last couple, but I don't see him making it. Now, having said that, very well could get in a call tomorrow that says, oh, he's, he's on the plane, he's on his way, you know, like that type of thing. I, I just don't know how to, in some ways, like flying right now is is easy because nobody's on the flights, and so that's easy. And maybe there's not a lot of people requesting visas right now because nobody's traveling, right? So maybe the visa office is just sitting there twiddling their thumbs, not doing anything. Um, I know the LA Galaxy were working on it. Um, so anyway, you look at that, then you throw in COVID and people are like, well, he's going to have, he's going to have to be quarantined for 14 days. It's like, no, that's like, that's for you and me. If we go traveling somewhere and where we don't have tests, right. It's one of those is like where you have tests, what they're going to do is they're probably going to have them quarantined for a couple days, test them two or three times in the, in, in a row, that type of thing, go through the, the COVID protocols with that and then probably let him, you know, go in and, and train with the galaxy. So I don't think he's going to be 14 days. It's probably going to be three, four, five days. Um, but it's not the 14 days that I think everybody's putting in. So it's going to be a while before uh, he comes. But here's the here's the exciting thing, at least for me, um, is that whenever you watch highlights of a player, Eric, we've always said everybody looks amazing on highlights. Um, and so it's always... But you're trying to figure out what his style of play is, right? You're looking at Yoni Gonzalez, you're like, how does he play? You know, what is he? And I hear South American and my bias immediately goes towards, you know, a smaller player and he's going to like, you know, he's going to be light on his feet. But you, if he gets any contact, he's going to fall down. And it's stupid because that, that yes, there are some of those players, but that's not that's not necessarily South American. I'm a moron. That's what it is. But anyway, you look at him and I was like, OK, let's see this guy fall over. And I went in and watched him fight through tackles 
Um, I watched him invite contact. I like the physicality of it. And Dennis talked about his ability to, to, to be a force going forward and the work rate to track back. And I saw that as well in the highlights. So at least I'm seeing the same things as, as these guys are. And I imagine they've had, you know, it's like, show me his worst game. Where's the highlights for that? Where's the worst? I want to <laughs> yeah. see how bad that gets. Well, uh, the, the positive is we, he's not a defender. So the Galaxy highlight reel didn't have a defender scoring a goal as the first the first highlight. He's, he's a midfielder yes. and an attacker. So at least the, the highlights were in line with his skill set. And I, I think we either need to stop hanging out or stop texting each other because I had the same exact thoughts you did. You know, a Colombian winger, young talent. OK, this is going to be a, a smaller guy, maybe uh, Pavone-esque. But you're, I, you're right. He, he has a size. He has a physicality. Uh, you know, and this is a silly thing to say, but he. He, he has a signature goal celebration also. So if you score enough that you have a signature celebration, looking up his stats, okay, maybe he didn't score as many goals as uh, as it said as a uh, that warrants that. But th- that shows you a player that has confidence, who's not going to be afraid to go at people. Who he's going to come and he's going to want to have an impact on this team. So I liked what I saw from the highlight reel. I, I think uh, the fact that the scouting system that was already looking him at him from Benfica is a good sign. Uh, so so I, I'm looking forward for this to be a nice positive. Uh, in that right wing role, which the the Galaxy have been hurting to fill, uh, and hopefully this is someone that can bring some stability to that position. Yeah, it'll be uh, it'll be interesting. This was what GBS said during the press conference. He says uh, regarding Gonzalez, he says he's a typical winger. I've known him for the last three years when I was coaching Boca. We played against them and in Copa Libertadores. Uh, he for Colombia. I know the player we we're talking about. We were looking for a player at that position, and he's strong, he's fast, and he has a lot of power. He can work like Pavone on the other side. Uh, it, by the way, there was also a quote in there where he says, you know, maybe he's a different player than Katai, but he can work like Pavone on the other side. So he there was a a, a comparison there to Katai and saying he's not the same player as Katai. This is different, um, but he's more like Pavone, which, I mean, if you're going to take that, I would rather take more oh. Pavone than Katai anyway. So I was going to say, I'll, I'll take two two Pavones over a Katai and a Pavone. Yeah, yeah, it will, yeah, exactly. Uh, as many Pavones, actually, as you can get. A, a team <laughs> yeah. full of Pavones, I, I would go with, right? So maybe maybe uh, not in goal, but I think 10 Pavones plus a, plus a Bingham, and I think we, we might be okay. Yeah, yeah, it'll be uh, it'll be interesting to see. Um, you know, I know there's some reports out there. Basically, what uh, what GBS told us on the at least in English, and you always have to sort of compare with English and Spanish. Uh, I can compare notes with my good friend John Rojas, who uh, used to cover the LA Galaxy out west here, and he's now on the East Coast. Uh, but he was on the con- he was on the on the uh, conference call as well, um, and so. Uh, he said uh, he said it all, uh, basically uh, GBS told us that he didn't know when he was coming. He didn't know when the paperwork was going to say. And in Spanish, he said it all depends on the paperwork. Maybe today, maybe tomorrow, or the next day. There are things we don't control, but we are expecting the good news. Basically, he told us the same thing. We're expecting good news any day, which means any day in the next you know two or three weeks, you're going to get that news. So um, yeah. don't be holding your breath for Yanni Gonzalez even on the bench here at, at, at any time. I think that the, I just looked to what happened earlier this season when they brought in Javier Hernandez uh, and the saga of when the visa was going to finally be clear and when he was going to be allowed to train with the team. That's someone who is a marquee player, someone who they were, you know, banking to sell tickets on, someone who MLS and the and the the big suits had every incentive to try to move as quickly as possible. And there was hangups and hiccups to get that to work. So someone like Yanni Gonzalez, who maybe isn't at that level, uh, you know, if, if they couldn't make move mountains for Chicharito, uh, they're not going to be able to move mountains. So it's going to take some time. Uh, I just uh, look at, it's going to be at least a minimum uh, of a couple of weeks. Cause that's about what it took to get Chicharito right at the beginning of the season. 
Yeah, it doesn't. It, by the way, all the talks of a bunch of Pavones reminds me of a question I asked you, which is uh, you're allowed to have Lionel Messi on your team, but he has to play goal. Who are the other two? And you get one of another player to play the other 10 positions. Christian Pavone would not be a horrible answer for that because he can play some deep. We talked about Christian Ronaldo because I wanted to do that to you and be like, OK, yeah, you, you said know, he that wasn't allowed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, said yeah I wasn't yeah, allowed you, to pick him. Yeah, that's correct. Um, so the whole so, but you know, Pavone wouldn't be bad. You got to find somebody who plays defense and can score very well. So that's that that little joke and that little fun is always there. So um, that's where we're at. Let's talk about. Um, you have any other uh, Yona Gonzalez stuff? You think? You, no. You, um, I feel I'm positive about Hopefully, this. Yeah, I was gonna say I'm high on him. Hopefully, he proves us right because last time we've been high on some players that hasn't hasn't panned out greatly in our last few predictions. <laughs> do you know do you know the one that like haunts me the most about recent ones is is people Gonzalez because for all intents and purposes that was the correct signing. They did that right. I can't fault them for that. You have a guy who played as an who played in MLS, who knows what it's about, who basically got a World Cup career because of his play at Columbus, goes away uh, to the World Cup, basically gets sold for a whole bunch of money to to another team, goes and plays well there, and then you're like, well, duh, bring him back. Like it's the perfect answer. Yeah, bring him back, and then nothing. Just I mean, I don't think the yeah, I don't think I don't think the Galaxy could possibly. Um, get out of that contract fast fast enough. And we don't know if it's two years, because if it's two years, it's over at the end of this year, right? If it's three years, you have another year of people Gonzalez, and I don't think he's a starter right now. I wouldn't start him, and I have a feeling he starts on Saturday, but that's just, that's not me. Yeah. That's not, that, that wouldn't be my choice. So anyway, <laughs> so that was one signing. Should have happened. It was the right move. It didn't work out. End of story. Okay. Uh, here's a little Moving bit of a surprise on. one. Yeah, I was going to say, here's a bit of a surprise one. It's a surprise for two reasons, and I've told you that without having people in the office to overhear things and then tell me what they overhear all the time, it's difficult to sort of get a bead on some of these rumors now that are going about. So, uh, a little surprise signing, a goalkeeper, Jonathan Klinsman. Yes, that Jonathan Klinsman. No, not that Klinsman. Yes, that Klinsman. Um is now signed uh, with the LA Galaxy um, as a goalkeeper. Um, here we go in terms of you know what you can expect from this. He's 23 years old. Um, he is. He grew up in Newport Beach, so you know, hey, that's right, right down the road for me. I grew up in Newport Beach too, so we're we're similar in that. Uh, he, he holds both a German and a U.S. passport, so he's a dual national, um, which means that he can join MLS team and play as a domestic player. So no international spots. He, of course, is the son of Jurgen Klinsmann, uh, former U.S. men's national team coach. But you know, we have to say German great striker. I mean, I was going to say, world cl- <laughs> yeah. Leading, leading with U.S. national team coach is, uh, is a disservice to Jurgen. Uh, as, as much flack as he gets, uh, yeah. <laughs> but I guess that he, he, you, no. you, mo- you most recently know him from. You might recognize him from. Yeah, I guess from his the, most recent yeah. credits. That's fair. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm. You know, he's. I. I don't think he's a great coach, and I think a lot of places he's gone have sort of proven that in a lot of ways. Um, but having said that. Uh, he was a great player. Uh, and so, you know, his son has been a goalkeeper. His son's been playing with the U.S. Youth, youth National Teams. He has a bunch of experience there. Uh, he went off to uh, Hertha Berlin. Uh, Berlin did not really play on the on the senior team. Uh, played mostly yeah. for their two, to their two team. Yeah, yeah 24 say. appearances. Yeah. 
Go ahead. Uh, yeah, yeah. He and uh, he had only one appearance for the first team, and it was in a Europa League game. Uh, and that the, when his that was ma- that was made sure to be included in his highlight package. He had a penalty save to save a, a draw in that game. Uh, so again, not you're not getting a lot of first team experience, uh, but you are getting a domestic player. And and you, we were talking about Yanni Gonzalez and him probably not being able to be with the team, but someone uh, like Jonathan Klinsman because he has is a dual national. He's already in training. There's already a video of him uh, working with the team and, and making saves. Uh, so that issue of him uh, being available, uh, I don't think he's here to displace David Bingham as the number one goalkeeper, uh, but he is going to be able to be part of the team and, and contribute in whether that's with G2 or just providing depth on the first team roster. Yeah, and, and that's the important thing to see. I mean, I know people want to get rid of David Bingham so fast that they like fall over themselves whenever they're like, oh, the Galaxy signed a goalkeeper. Finally, somebody to replace Bingham. And I saw people saying that. I'm like, this ain't that dude. That's not what they just did. He's a, he is at best a number two. At worst, he's probably a number three, right? I mean, that's so you put Vom Stieg ahead of him. I mean, really, it's him and Vom Stieg playing for this position right now, and you have Lopez down below as well that's also there, but Lopez isn't going anywhere. That's a developmental thing. You keep working on him. You bring him up whenever you can, um, and you keep going. But what they do need is not this gigantic gap, void canyon of a drop-off between David Bingham and really Vom Stieg. And, and I like all those guys. I think they're great. It's just that... I wouldn't feel comfortable with Justin Vom Stegen goal right now. And I don't think anybody would for the LA Galaxy, which is why they went out and got what I think is going to be their number two and their backup. Uh, the other thing is that Bingham's contract likely to be up at the end of this year. Um, so Bingham is playing for a contract this year and uh, you have you brought in a guy. Now, I don't know if if Klinsman can be a number one for the LA Galaxy. I wouldn't be surprised if they lost Bingham. If they went out and got another goalkeeper to be the number one and, you know, and Klinsman stays that number two, that makes some sense too. goalkeepers have a much longer shelf life than every other player. So, you know, at 23 years old, relatively young, doesn't necessarily need to be playing in terms of that. But you want to see his development. And he has had success on the U.S. Youth National Team side. He is a good goalkeeper. Um, You know, eventually he could even sniff a U.S. men's national team call up as well. You know, people were talking about how they think he doesn't have any talent because his dad is, you know, Jurgen Klinsmann and he gets him all these jobs. And I'm saying, listen, there were lots and lots of reasons for the L.A. Galaxy not to sign Jonathan Klinsmann. All right. And I'm going to talk about some of those here in, in a bit because <laughs> there's I, one I have a big question. One. Yeah. 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 I, I have a big question that I think needs to be answered. And it's a bigger question in the terms of how the L.A. Galaxy handle things. But. For the most part, they signed him. I think it's a good pickup. He's a domestic player. He doesn't cost an international slot. All those things are good things for me because, you know, Eric, I scream out on our group text all the time. I scream, do not spend international spots on um, on on def- defenders, defenders and goalkeepers. Don't do it, please. It's the only thing the United States actually develops is defenders and goalkeepers and for the love of God, just let use those <laughs> on your back line. You shouldn't have to have an international spot for Felcher, and you shouldn't have to have an international spot for, you know, people Gonzalez and Ensua. And hey, listen, I love Ashley Cole. And if you want to bring Ashley Cole back, you can use an international slot on Ashley Cole. I'm okay with that. But having said all that, you know, use your domestic players. Um, so, you know, that's sort of that. That's where I sit with this. And so because of that, Jonathan Klinsman coming in 23 years old, going to be a backup, not probably going to push Bingham. But if Bingham breaks his arm tomorrow, knock on wood, he doesn't. Um, but if Bingham breaks his arm tomorrow, <laughs> Yeah, that would be 2020. You really, you really want to have that on your soul after after I broke the Zlatan statue? You you want you want to stay that say that on there? 
Well, the good the good news is there's no like there's no Bingham bobblehead, right? So I mean <laughs> nobody's made that. He's he's you know that that didn't happen. So um yeah, what if when Bingham goes down, it's gonna be my fault. Everyone's gonna blame me. But having said that, the guy who you probably want coming off the bench is probably Jonathan Klinsman right now. Out of all the LA Galaxy keepers, for me, he seems like the most ready to sort of sort of try and be a number one. Yeah, it, it seems like this may be an unpopular opinion and and ruffle some feathers, um, but. I think Bundesliga two may be on level with MLS. And, and, and so I think the reps that he's gotten on the second team may prepare him enough uh, to be ready. Because when you think about the, the Bayern Munichs and the Dortmunds uh, of the world, and uh, now uh, you know, these teams, their second teams are going to be stacked with talent as well. And if he's facing that talent, uh, you know, he, he's going to be, he's going to be well-prepared and ready to step into that role. So I, I like him. I liked uh, the interview that they put out. It seems like he went, he understands that he's a number two or a number three, and he's going to fight for that spot and see what happens. And, and you're right about not taking up an international slot is huge. So that's a, a big plus in his category. And I like that we have the discord now, because now you just don't scream in our text group uh, chat chat. You can now put that in the discord and have those people disagree with you and tell you why you're wrong. So uh, now we have, we have a much bigger audience uh, to, to have you to tell me why I'm wrong and, and have and tell you why you're wrong. I, I <laughs> in enjoy this case, that. That's, I agree that's, with you, know. you, but, but yeah, but the defense, but yeah, but still, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but still. Oh, don't, the defense. Do oh, we're. <laughs> I just did. No, no. My defense take. My defense hot take that the Yellow Galaxy should not spend any more money on the defense right now. Do not do it. They have too many players. Do not spend any. I don't want a center back. Don't bring it in. Don't do it. You have to get rid of contracts. Shelvick is technically still an LA Galaxy player. Get rid of Jorgen Shelvick. Get rid of Pipo Gonzalez. Get rid of Rolf Felcher if you're going to, although he costs so little. I almost don't care that he costs an international slot. If you get him a green card, I'll stop complaining about him. Um, all those things, do that and then bring in some guys. Because right now, it just feels like it's just a mountain of players at defense and nobody can play there. I don't, it just, it doesn't make sense to me. Anyway, uh, let's talk a little bit about, about Jonathan. Yeah, we, we need to. I just, I, okay. Yeah. So, so it was funny because I was talking with the panda about this and he was like, I would love, he goes, I would do a story about this particular stuff, but like it can't be about a number two goalkeeper. It has to be like a number one goalkeeper if you're going to do this story. And I said, yes. I, and so I, and I, I was okay with that decision. I understood. So we're sort of sitting there a little bit longer and I was thinking about it last night and sort of sitting there and I was listening and I was talking on Discord this morning and I was just going back and forth with people and like this, this thing struck my head though. It was like, you know, I'm like, okay, wait a minute though. We've had several incidents with the LA Galaxy where they don't seem to understand their own history and it drives everybody crazy. <laughs> and and I feel like this is another one of those things. You you should Jonathan Klinsman one okay, so let's let's flash back to yeah, jo, one of yeah. Josh's for, for yeah, those who don't know. Yeah. For yeah, you I was, want me to I, lay it down. Okay, so for yeah, those who don't know, in uh, in twenty fourteen, Landon Donovan, those of you who have been supporting the LA Galaxy since before 2014, it's a World's Cup year. Uh, Landon Donovan famously was cut from the U.S. national team uh, that was traveling to Brazil. So that was a decision that was made by Jurgen Klingsman. It sent shockwaves through the U.S. national team community. Uh, it sent shockwaves through the LA Galaxy fan community. It was a shock decision. Later on in the season, Landon Donovan went on to announce his retirement. So it seemed like those things may have even been related. It was something that obviously had an impact on him. But on the day that Landon Donovan was cut from the roster, 
Jonathan Klingsman, a then 17-year-old uh, youth national team player, sent out a tweet basically saying, ha, 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 you know, Donovan didn't even notice until my phone notified me, and a bunch of uh, laughing emojis, and then ha, ha, ha. So he basically danced on the grave a little bit of Landon Donovan on the day that he got cut. So that's the history by, by his of this player. By his death. Yep. That's the important part, that, and we'll talk about it. Yeah, go for it. Yeah. So so anyway, I would like to like to go back and tell you a little bit about what was happening during that time for me, because having been a relatively new quote unquote reporter with this stuff, I was I was keyed in on a lot of the stuff that was going on. And I was there the day. As a matter of fact, it's funny because a lot of times I get enormous amounts of crap from my father, who I work with, whenever I want to go cover a galaxy thing that's like in the middle of the day. And I'm like, hey, I need to go cover this. And then I just get stared at and be like, yeah, I'm sure everybody here would love to leave their job and go do this stuff. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I work like all these different hours. It's fine. I'll be I'll be good. So I usually break away. This one, my dad was like, so you're going to go to that press conference, right? And I'm like, yeah, I'm going to be there. He's like, okay, good. You, you need to be there. I'm like, yeah. Okay, so I drove up to to Home Depot Center at the time. I believe it was Home, yeah, 2014 Home Depot Center. I think so. Still. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Yes. StubHub Center, not StubHub Center. Home Depot. Uh, Center. No, yeah, I know. StubHub Center. StubHub Center. Been StubHub, I don't know. Whatever. Because I think whatever. Uh, you know, I have a shirt somewhere in this. Uh, I drove I keep up talking, to the I'll stadium. Find the shirt. Yeah, I drove up to the stadium. Um, and I went there and there were all these cameras there and stuff was going on. And I remember Landon Donovan walking by, uh, he goes, why are you guys here? And we're like, oh, well, um, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll see how he, he goes, I'll see you guys in a little bit. And so, uh, everybody's laughing, that type of thing. They went, they went through training, did all that stuff, came back. Um, and then Landon had his press conference, um, of which I was like in the front, there was weird setup. They had reporters on both sides and then cameras down the middle. It was just, you know, for being out in the field and there are 20 cameras or whatever it was. So I was there and I ended up being on a bunch of different covers of like ESPN, like the front page of the ESPN website, Fox, like the front page of that, because one, I had a distinct shirt on and two, I was directly in the front. And I remember doing that and Landon and I had talked a bunch beforehand and, and like at different times throughout the year. So he knew me. And I remember thinking, I'm never going to get my question asked because there's too many people, blah, blah. And so I started talking, of course, with 17 million other people who were talking at the time. Right. And Landon like pointed at me. He's like, no, no. What'd you say? You know, that type of thing. Like he, he grabbed my question. I got to ask my question. It was a thing. But I remember how hurt he was in this press conference. He did not know it was coming. I know I like to I like all the people who are like, no. Um, you know, he knew and he was, he was, you know, crapping on Jurgen and all this stuff. Now he didn't know it was coming blindside, Jurgen blindsided them. And then to sort of see Jonathan Klinsman come out with that tweet, which by the way, he deleted Twitter after that tweet. Yeah, his Twitter his account. Yeah. It right. wasn't like so, I deleted the tweet. He vanished from Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, so this was the thing. I mean, you, you got it right. He danced on the grave, right? He danced on the grave of Landon Donovan, Landon Donovan, one of the all-time greatest U.S. men's national team players. I think he's the greatest. Uh, one of the all-time greatest L.A. Galaxy players, Galaxy legend. Uh, you have this kid, and he was 17, right? We say stupid things when we're 17, but at the same time, at 17, you sort of have to understand that your words have meaning. So there was lots of stuff, and I'm sure he will have a chance. But my whole argument about this is, it seems like the Galaxy don't care about that, and I don't know if they should or not, right? Because... You had, let's go back a little bit, Jermaine Jones, whenever he comes to the LA Galaxy, uh, he wants the number 13, but the number 13 had been retired by, retired for Kobe Jones, but all of a sudden a it Jones. was, <laughs> yeah, by Jones, by another Jones, right? And all of a sudden it was 
another, you know, it was like, oh no, it wasn't retired. You know, the whole day. It's like, do you, do you not know the history? Like people followed yeah. this and looked at it. And I remember the galaxy trying to explain it and stuff like that. And I'm like, okay, cool. Like to me, it doesn't bother me that much in terms of what they're, I hate retired numbers. I think they should not do it, but they did it. So they should probably not use that number. Um, so there's Jermaine Jones. And then it's not even so much like a history thing, but just like an optics thing, which is, you know, yeah. Robbie Rogers comes to the team. He does that. He's, he's here first openly gay professional sports player in the United States. Um, you know, does all this thing actively playing and things. And then they go and sign, you know, Chick-fil-A as a sponsor and you sit there and go, what do you got? Wait a minute. These things don't jive with what you're trying to do. Yeah. And so my question is, is this another example of the galaxy? Not understanding the history, not trying to explain it. Does it even need to be explained? Is this, do we just let it go? Like I'm, I'm of the opinion that we should let it go. It's not that big of a deal, but it feels bigger when you go back and think about that time. Yeah, I, I think six years removed I, and the fact that Landon Donovan's not on the club, he's not coaching the second team. He's not involved with the organization in a, in a role. I, I think, you know, it doesn't need to be acknowledged or discussed. You know, they could sign him. We've had a nice uh, American player from Southern California. Uh, we, we brought him in. It's, I, I get not, um, not making a big deal out of it. So I, I think, you know, that it's not a, as big of a faux pas as the Jermaine Jones wearing 13. And, and that was a weird one too, because Kobe Jones had an Instagram post about how he had a discussion with Jermaine about allowing him to wear the number. If it, if it, it wasn't retired, why does, why does he need to allow him to wear the number? So that was just like an odd thing. And then uh, you, again, with the Robbie Rogers, what the odds while he was on the roster. So this having been years ago with a player who's no longer on the team, I get where they're coming from. Fans, uh, are not going to forget and they're going to bring it up and maybe they'll be a little right. bit sour about it, especially because like you said, Landon Donovan is one of the greatest LA galaxy players ever. The reason why people, so a lot of people are LA galaxy fans are because of Landon Donovan. Uh, and if they were going hard for him in, in 2014, then they're going to remember that this happened to him. So, uh, I, I get they're they're fair to bring it up, but at the same time, it, this, you know, I, I, we shouldn't judge someone, uh, by a tweet when they were 17. Uh, and the, the important part, and you brought it up as well as maybe you, you, you know, there are certain things that cross a line and, and that's okay. But this is someone who was supporting their dad. It's not, it's different than T Katai. It's not someone who was making racist remarks. It's not someone who's threat, who was, uh, he was, he was racist against... against Landon Donovan. Can I say he was racist <laughs> against Landon? No, that doesn't work. No, I, I know. What you're, no, that, no, that doesn't play. So, so it didn't cross those lines. So, uh, there are, you know, people who are 17 and maybe tweet some things out where it shows that there's consequences for it. This to me, is it in poor taste? Yes, but it's someone who was supporting his dad. He was in his dad's corner. I'm sure when he was at home, he was hearing fr frustrations, and he probably had, uh, you know, whatever the cards were stacked against him, uh, he was getting all that fed to him from Jurgen. So I, I get it. You take your dad's side, and you're gonna, you know, dance on the grave when you're 17 and be a little bit immature. Uh, so, but but I don't think it crossed the line to where it's something we should be judged, and he shouldn't be brought into the team because of it. I, that that to yeah. me is, is a little bit silly. Everybody tweets stupid things all the time. I, I once tweeted that Charlie Rugg was going to be, you know, rookie of the year. So I understand, you know, and I'm, I'm like I said, uh, I think I was talking to Chris Tucker and he's like, he's like a 17 year old tweeted something stupid. You know, I, you don't really need to wake me up for that. I understand that that sort of makes sense. And I said, yeah, 39 year olds tweet something stupid. I go, this is the same thing. I mean, you're going to say stupid things whenever you, whenever you put yourself out there enough. I don't think this is as big a deal. It just raises, it just, it just puts stuff in the back of my mind. It's like, is anybody paying attention to this stuff. I mean, if to be honest with you, if it wasn't for Galaxy History, the the Twitter account and what he has been able to do, 
with sort of highlighting the history of the LA Galaxy. It was something that I don't think the Galaxy were doing a good job of. And now you have somebody who's independent who did a better job that I think forced the LA Galaxy into actually having to do a better job of it. Um, so you, you see that. It's just like, you know, as much as I'm not a person who's like, yeah, you, you need to hang on all those five stars and that's like your whole identity and that's how you are. It, it's You need to get past that after a certain point. It's 2014, right? That's the last time the LA Galaxy won an MLS Cup. Um, it's been a while now. We, everybody's there. So look, keep looking back in that rearview mirror as a mistake, but you should understand and know your history. Um, and this feels like it's just... It, did it have to happen? I still think it's a good pickup. So I, I'm I'm yeah. speaking out of both sides of my mouth here. I mean, you know, I don't I don't really know, and, know where to go with it. Yeah, and and I think maybe you there oh, there's a way you can play this and maybe be tongue in cheek with it. Uh, I don't know. Maybe maybe being tongue in cheek is would rub people the wrong way. But if if Klingsman acknowledges it, you know, wears a Donovan jersey or apologizes or you know does something to just say, listen, I I see you, I hear you, I get it, I'm sorry. Uh, and let's all move past it. Uh, that would be a good PR move as well, uh, you know, to to have some fun with it and not necessarily let it uh, hang over his head and have people uh, crucify him for it. Maybe he could come out and do something, okay. or if uh, the Galaxy are aware, work with him to on, on some type of messaging to make things they, right. They, they had a chance at this, and I just realized they had yeah. a chance to make this perfect, Eric, and, and they could have had Donovan just tweet out this dining announcement with, you know, <laughs> ha, 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 Klinsman, ha, ha, ha. I didn't even notice until my phone <laughs> notified me. They had a chance was, to be to make it, it perfect. Yeah, um, it's it's all good. And by the way, the chat room is asking who Charlie Rugg is, and now I feel old. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> and, and I'm like, come on, really, guys? I mean, big kid, good movement. Thought thought he could have been rookie of the year. Really, really, I still believe that. I just don't know what happened. I, I'm not that good at this, promise. apparently. That's right. Uh, let's move on. A little press conference information. Uh, press conference held today was not streamed. I thought it might be, so I was, I was sort of hanging there. If you're in the Discord, you got the play-by-play from me. Another reason to be in the Discord, because it's easier for me to type that stuff in the Discord than it is on Twitter. Um, so I had uh, most of it paraphrasing stuff, but I wanted to get through some of this stuff. I'll tell you right now, uh, just basic observations from this. The LA Galaxy don't seem like they're any different. Um, it was sort of, you know, it was business as usual, and I understand that. This is a, a weird year. I'm, I'm not sure how to judge this year. I don't I don't know how to judge most of this stuff. So, um, you know, looking at what's going on this year and sort of how that comes about... Um, it was uh, Guerrero Scalotto. It was Sebastian Legette. It was Jonathan Dos Santos. So it was good to see Dos Santos. Whenever he was listed on there, it was a good chance that he was going to be available to play uh, this week against LAFC. He says uh, that he is feeling much better, that he'd been training for months in pain, and now he doesn't have any pain anymore, which is a good sign. Uh, he had hernia surgery, just for everybody a reminder. Um, he will be available for the game against LAFC. Uh, however, he said he's not 100%. He's not 90 minutes fit. He said about 30 to 45 minutes is where he will sit. So um, that's possibly means Jonathan Dos Santos doesn't start this game and probably comes off the bench. We'll see. If they think he can actually do more than 45 minutes, um, then they may end up trying to start him. Um, if you can go like so, the, so my minimum for a starter, Eric, is always like you have to be able to go at least 60 minutes. That's sort of like my starter ideas. I need you for 60. If you can give me 60, then you can start. If you if you're anything less than that, if you're 45 minutes fit, that you have to come off the bench. I can't I can't risk that. So yeah, um, not a horrible thing. To see. Yeah, go ahead. There there is a wrinkle, you know. Yes. Now with the five subs, you you have you have more flexibility there, and I think that's there that's is. where. 
maybe he, you know, he's not 60 minutes fit. If he is, you know, good for 35, 40 minutes, you, you, you're not burning a sub. And given how GBS likes to utilize his subs or lack thereof, if Jonathan Dos Santos goes down and feels like, you know, maybe I'm pushing it a little bit too hard after 30, 35 minutes, then you have the opportunity uh, to sit him. To me, I don't, I don't know that he coming off an injury, you want to rely on, what he can bring as a starter. So I think maybe you save him and use those 30 minutes, you know, maybe later on in a game uh, to, to catch his rhythm uh, and to get with the game already in progress. So he doesn't burn himself out. So that, that that's my thoughts. Those are my thoughts on it. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see what it is. Uh, the other injury update is Chicharito. Uh, Chicharito not available and it will not play. He's not even back to training. Um, so Guillermo says he's hope, hopeful that he'll be back next week. It doesn't listen reading between the lines. I don't think Guillermo thinks he's going to be back next week either. Um, and now I'm, I I've taken flack for this. I'm going to say it again. So Guillermo in, it was speaking English and obviously it's a second language. I understand that no problems. Um, but he said something to the effect of, you know, he has a broken muscle, um, a broken muscle. He was talking about, you know, a torn muscle in his calf. It's a calf injury. Uh, and it was a torn muscle, but he said a broken muscle. And I love the idea of broken muscle. So much better than like a torn muscle. A broken muscle from now on is what we should call it. Uh, whenever we're done talking about the pelvis, we need to talk about broken muscles. Um, and that's awesome. And people were like, well, I think you translated it wrong. No, no, Guillermo translated it in his head wrong, which is perfectly understandable and no problems. Whenever Zlatan okay. Ibrahimovic said chicken skin, I was all over the chicken skin because I love that for goosebumps, that type of thing. So yeah. I was like, I was like, I'm just quoting him. How's he said it? That type of thing. And I go and I love it. I think we should all say broken muscles from now on. And I, and I think the reason that's the reason why you put it in quotes as well is because you weren't trying to, to make fun of it. And because I think that's something that uh, if I'm going to push back or, or at least acknowledge as well is that when this is someone who's translating in their mind, English as a second language. And there, you know, there are people who if you ask them to to share their thoughts in a different language, they're going to struggle to do so in English. I do it every week on this podcast. I'm a native English speaker and I struggle to find words, the right words to explain situations. So it can imagine someone from a different country, Spanish is their first language, trying to find those translations on the fly while all the microphones yeah, are on you, while all the cameras yeah. are on you. The translations aren't always going to hit. And I think that needs to be acknowledged that it's not poking fun of them. It's you like that phrase and that's what it was. And that's it. all it was. I think there you caught a lot of flack and people were kind of coming after you for it. I understood the sentiment you were coming from, but I just need to say out loud and acknowledge that how difficult that is to translate oh. on the fly in your mind, you know, being a son of immigrants, people who, who learn English as a second language and seeing that uh, in schools and, and the struggles that students have going through that. It's by no means to discredit that or, or poke fun of it. It's just a broken muscle. It's a funny term. It's a funny thing to it's, say. It's way, it's way better than a, than a torn muscle. I'm, <laughs> I'm never going to use torn muscle again. And it was the same thing with pelvis, right? He kept saying pelvis, pelvis. Yeah. What he meant was groin, but he was saying pelvis. Yeah. And I like pelvis better That's than I better than body. groin. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. It's like, I love it. So I love it. So the whole thing. And by the way, I should point out, uh, my Spanish is horrible. And if I tried to say anything in Spanish, I would sound like a moron. Okay, trust me. I've tried and I do. I sound like a moron. Totally understand it. Was not making fun of. Enjoy those little things. I love the little like brain mistranslations. And you know the best one, like I said, is is the chicken skin. He goes, I g gave me the chicken skin. You know the chicken skin. And everybody's like the chicken skin. <laughs> oh, the goosebumps. And he's like, yeah, yeah, the goosebumps. Right. The whole thing. It was like it was great. And I yeah. use chicken skin all the time. So that's still something that's in my lexicon now. So, um, but anyway, I thought it was good on that. I'll tell you that 
Um, Guillermo, you know, said that they had, uh, let's see. Yeah. He was asked a whole bunch of questions, but he says, I think we're okay. We hope to get a good win on Saturday because it's a big game for us. We've been practicing the last two weeks about this game and the next six. We did everything we can to do better. Uh, Jonathan has been training with us the last two weeks and is ready to play. Um, let's see. He talks a little bit about Chicharito. He says he's not ready. He's not training yet. He's working with the medical staff and trying to get fit. I don't know when he will be ready. I hope as soon as possible because we need him. We need a player like him on the pitch because you know how important he is on our team. Uh, he broke a muscle in the calf. Sometimes the this kind of injury takes four to five weeks. I hope he'll be ready next week. We need him as soon as possible to the pitch. Um, let's see. They talked about, before, you know, trying to. Before, yeah, go ahead. Before you move on, on, on Chicharito, the other thing that I wanted to bring up is uh, his Instagram post this week. You know, he's, he's not uh, someone who's afraid sh- to shy away from it as sponsored ad. Uh, but he had one this week where he was sponsoring Bud Light Seltzer. And right. the optics of that while being out on injury, I, I think that was that was a tough thing. Uh, I mean, you, Javier, make you your money. You do what you got to do. Sell those wait, things. You, Zlatan, you when he was here, had all, all the... <laughs> It's a rough, a rough look. You're out. Uh, you're an athlete on injury, and uh, you know it's there are players who have alcohol sponsors, and I get it, and and it's part of it. But when you, the optics of it were were rough, especially given the circumstances and them coming back this week, uh, you know I, I'm I'm almost positive that Anheuser Busch would be more than happy to hold off on that advertising and do it a little bit later. Uh, you know, <laughs> uh, once he's healthy and playing on the field, that they would have understood. You know that maybe this isn't the best time. I just thought the optics of it were not great. And he, he caught some flag for it. And I think rightfully so. I think, uh, you know, he, he's here to, to, that's part of why he's here, uh, is, is to sell himself. He, he's big in, in the Mexican community and he's going to sell ads. Uh, but I think sometimes you, need, you just need to be careful with that because now that he's not playing, selling ads for, for Bud Light Seltzer, it, it's just going to bring a lot of, a lot of flack, not scoring tons of goals, not setting the, setting the world on fire when, when he's playing the games, it just, it could, it could turn on him and it could turn on him very quickly. So I just think uh, it, it was a bad look in my opinion. Well, uh, you, being that you brought up sponsors, I'd now like to talk about our sponsor, uh, Raising Canes. Uh, <laughs> Raising Canes has been with us from the very beginning. Their chicken is delicious. Um, we're big. They're not a sponsor, Eric, but I'm hoping that if we do a hopefully, good enough hopefully. commercial for them, that we can um, we can be yeah. Yeah, there's there's one down the street. So if we can get that sponsorship, I'd be more than happy to to ca- uh, cash in. I'll I'll eat your chicken all day. I don't care how bad it looks for the optics. You know what? Chicharito was right. Chicharito was right to sell <laughs> sell one you can. Do, now I know at Chipotle you get like a card, right? You get a sponsor card that gives you like free free, burrito. free burritos. Remember when all the LA Galaxy players were getting Omar like free Gonzalez. Chipotle cards? Yeah, Omar yeah, started Omar and then Gonzalez AJ got famously, one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. The whole thing. Uh, I wonder what kind, what do they give you with like raising canes? What do, what do you think they give you? Is it like a golden chicken finger that like you bring in and you're like, it's, it's probably like Mardi Gras beads, aren't they? They're like Louisiana based. It wouldn't surprise me if it, uh, you know, some 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 canes beads. Or it's it's named after a dog. Maybe there's like a I know a dog Ra- raising canes. That, that's dog. Yeah, yeah, but maybe that uh, you know a dog collar. That that opens a whole nother door of uh, you know some some after dark Can't things do that it. you shouldn't be talking Can't about. Do it. Yep. No, we can't. We're already losing our sponsorship. I can feel it right now. I'm going to have an email yeah. in my box. They're going to be like, you cannot you cannot talk about us ever again. That's how it's going to work. Uh, Sebastian Legette <laughs> was also... Yeah, the Sebastian Legette was also in this press conference. <sighs> how do I explain Sebastian Legette right now? Um, I was talking with one of our other co-hosts, um, and this particular one says he's talking like they already lost, which I thought was probably pretty accurate. Um, whenever you think about what's going on, 
Um, I, I don't know where his head is at. I, I don't know that if it's, it feels like it's on soccer. It feels like he's saying all the right things, but the body language and the way he's saying it just is not, is, is not, it doesn't feel right to me. Um, and it hasn't felt right to me. Um, you know, I, I think the pandemic is taking a, a, a toll on him, certainly. Um, but having said all that, just he doesn't seem he doesn't seem to have that fire right now. And I, I think the entire LA Galaxy team is looking for that fire as well. And it needs to come from somebody um, from a targeted allocation money player who plays in the center of the field, who's supposed to be, you know, a real driving force for this team. Uh, he's been he's been bad so far this year. So, I, you know, it just I, I won't go over his quotes, but it's it's something that. I think if you have the time, go back and watch the press conference and see what he's saying and sort of how he's saying it and where it's at and understand, you know, the the, I, the one thing I would say, he, you know, they asked about optimism is like, can you feel, you know, do you feel like you can feel behind? And he's like, he's like, well, if you've seen the results, I don't think, you know, the results tell us that there's not a lot of not a reasons. And I agree, yeah. by the way, that's correct. Um, yeah. You know, doing all that. But at the same time, you know, there has to be something from this team. And I was looking for it. I didn't see it from GBS. I didn't see it from Legit that sort of said, you know, we're taking a stand. We're tired of this. And that's how it goes. Um, so it's just it's going to be let's watch how they play on Saturday and see if there's that fire because they it needs to be something. It needs to be something um, that the L.A. Galaxy can sort of uh, sort of build off of. I think you bring up a great point about who is that going to come from? Uh, you know, is it someone like Jonathan Dos Santos? But if he's not going to be full match fitness, then you can't look to him to be that engine, to be that spark, to fire everyone up. Uh, Guillermo Barroscoda, we've seen how he uh, fires up a team uh, on the sideline and what that looks like and or, or lack thereof. It's not really there. Sebastian Legette, he's, he's probably next in line, given with uh, his veteran status and how long he's been with the team. If some, you're going to turn to someone and have them rally a team together, Legette, at this point in his career should be that guy. So if, if body language at a press conference is telling you differently, uh, that that's a bad sign. Uh, you know, I, I look at someone uh, like Sas- Sasha Kleshin seemed like he's a loud voice. He's probably someone who can rally a team around him. Uh, but with his age and what he's going to be able to contribute on the field, maybe that doesn't fall in line. So you, you need that perfect balance of someone who's going to be able to contribute on the field and still be able to rally a team around him. Someone like Christian Pavone, uh, Supreme talent, best talent on the team, but I just don't think it, it's his personality or his style to be the leader of the team to rally people around him. I don't think that's his role naturally. His role is to to attack and to score goals and to to be part of the offense. So so it, it's tricky. I, I don't know who who's that spark on this team. It's not coming from the coach. It's not coming from from the field players who are going to be there on Saturday. Uh, so so it is concerning and that's that is worrisome. Yeah, it's going to be uh, interesting to see the guy who was in a good mood, however. Uh, Jonathan Dos Santos, who I should point out, took this uh, sort of off time that he's been having and has been taking English lessons. Now, if you didn't know about Jonathan on his Instagrams and his stories and all that stuff, he's always talking in English. But whenever he comes to the press, he gets nervous and he doesn't want to do it, which is kind of adorable in a lot of ways. But the dude can speak English and really well, like perfectly understandable. Just he, he gets a little nervous about it. But he did answer some questions in English today, which was kind of fun. Um, so he was that doing cool. that. And yeah, it's it's he, he I think he was proud of himself, too, which is I, I always love that. I love when players like do something and then you could see that they're proud. Well, like it's it's an accomplishment. Yeah. You know what the next step is? And and we've you've made this request before. And I, I know I've been part of being in New York to try to get this request. Is Jonathan coming on on the show? We, we now need to get him for for a few minutes. It's even time. if it's just five minutes, I think uh, with his personality and uh, you know, I talked about someone who can rally a team and get people behind him. He's endeared he the LA Galaxy fan base. So to to have him come on and think showcase that personality in English would, would be would be great. 
Yeah, it would be it would be fun to see. Um, he talks a little bit about. Um, let's see. He talks a little bit about. Um, you know, just the difficulty of not being with the team in Orlando and how the injury, you know, came two weeks before Orlando and the last time, you know, that he watched the Galaxy play. He, he thought that they played well, but they made mistakes. Um, that was basically what it is. And if there was any sort of theme that's going on, it's GBS saying that, you know, we were in all of these games. We just made mistakes. And Legette said the same thing. We were in all these games, but we made mistakes. And, you know, it, it's it's. It's one thing to say, okay, yes, that might be true. And if you're going back in those games, they were in most of those games for a while. The LAFC game is the one where you sit there and say, yes, you were. But in the second half, you didn't show up and everybody else sort of, you know, LAFC is, did. Is this like an, a, a legalese thing? We were in those games. Yeah, because technically our bodies were checked in to those yeah. games. They were in <laughs> we, those games. But we they, were there. They made we mistakes. There. It's like, you can't say we weren't in those games. You know, we were on the field. So, but, but they're... Yep. they're there were there were parts of those games where they were not in those games. So uh, maybe that's something you need to tell yourself to keep yourself motivated. Because uh, if you say we don't have a chance, we played horrible, we don't we weren't in that game, then maybe there's nothing to build on and you lose morale there. So uh, maybe it's just a psychology thing to say those things. Uh, but but it is different than what we saw. Yeah, it, it, it is. And and so, you know, that's sort of the, the whole thing. Um, we'll see how much uh, Jonathan can sort of be a part of this team in this particular uh, game coming up against LAFC. Uh, it's going to be interesting. We gave you the uh, the injury updates. Uh, Chicharito out. Jonathan Dos Santos is cleared to play. Not 100%. Probably comes off the bench. Wouldn't be surprised if he started, Eric. But with five subs and being able to affect that, like you said, um, I would expect that he starts on the bench. Uh, just rumor checks real quick. Uh, Jonathan Klinsman signed. Yona Gonzalez signed. Uh, Jordi Deweese is our only sort of still high profile. I'm, I really want to push that Gonzalo Higuain one up a little notch and, and start to make that happen as well. Um, but it's been radio silence. So you look at those, I don't see a bunch. I, Dennis said they're not done. Um, he said they're not done. They want to find more players and that they want to bring it in. I still think there's a central attacking midfielder somewhere in the LA Galaxy's future. Um, I think it might also be a center back. They don't listen to me, so there could be a center back um, in there as well. Um, but between those two, I'm looking at the spine, which is you get Chicharito back and then you have Pavone on the left and, and Gonzalez on the right, Yona Gonzalez on the right. Um, you know, you could put a central attacking midfielder in there. You have Jonathan Dos Santos playing. You have somebody like, you know, Joe Corona and Sasha Kleshin. You have the bodies to fill there. You have defensive bodies. And I think if you make the spine stronger with a central attacking midfielder that you won't get countered through the center as much. So I would like to see that as well. Um, so I think there's still some time and I believe the transfer window doesn't close until like October. So it's got a yeah. really long way to go before this all shuts down again. So everybody just sort of buckle up for a little while. There's plenty of time to make some moves. And, and the other thing to consider is the European season is going to kick off uh, around October in that time. Uh, so, so when, once that season picks up, you're going to start seeing, which players are signing, which players are being transferred, who needs to go out on loan. And so business is going to pick up uh, in, in about a month or, month or so when uh, you know those decisions need to be made. The other thing that just popped into my mind, because this is how my brain works, uh, Yoni Gonzalez, people Gonzalez, we now have two Gonzalez's. Does one go with a Y Gonzalez or a, a G Gonzalez? Or does, does Yanni go with just Yanni on the back? I'm, I'm looking forward yeah, cool. to this. How's it, how's it going to look? Make your predictions yeah. in the Discord. There you go, man. That's how it works. Gonzalez with the with the accento over the A, right? That's because that's go. how uh, Yoni Gonzalez. So you could tell the difference um, if they're playing at the mm -hmm. same time. 
Um, but it'll be interesting to see that. Uh, we've talked about LA Galaxy last in the Western Conference. Um, whenever it comes to the Supporters Shield, they're second to last. Only Inter Miami is below them. Um, and with games being played, there were games being played tonight. Uh, there were three games actually going on tonight, and I watched some of them. I watched Giassi's artists uh, uh, take a penalty kick somewhere into the into the atmosphere. It was I it was gone. It's it's hard yeah. to miss that high from that close. Yeah, we have the can the ring camera is turned on in my house. We're we're waiting for that to arrive from Columbus. It should be uh, you know, landing in Orange County soon. Oh man. Did we have the flight tracker on that one? No, no, you have to go to that aviation Twitter <laughs> account. I'm I'm done with my flight tracking days, I think. I think the aviation Twitter account has has me be although they would not do, you know, a a, a, a Zlatan watch as good as I would. I would just like to point that out. That's um true. so that's where we sit. Let's get you ready now for the LA Galaxy game. It is LAFC versus LA Galaxy. Uh, it's a 3 p.m. kickoff on Fox and Fox Deportes. Are you are you prepared, Hammer, for for that? I know you've had a crazy week. I mean, I, I I have my own game preview that I could do as yeah. well. So I mean, you know, I'll let you. I'll you're ready to go. I, I was gonna say I, I I told myself I wasn't gonna do a a full-on dramatic preview like I've done in past. And then I just kind of jotted down some ideas and it, it turned into a thing. So I have I have an extended cut of my non-preview. Okay. All right. Well, then uh, let's get to it. Uh, here it is. Uh, Hammer's dramatic game preview. LA, LA Galaxy headed to LAFC on Saturday. Dear LA Galaxy, you lost the home opener against one of the league's perennial bottom dwellers. You flamed out in the MLS Bacchus tournament in embarrassing fashion. You are currently in last place in the Western Conference, and you are missing two designated players, and your best player is potentially having one foot out the door. So what now? What do you have to lose? Show us something on Saturday. Show us you care. Show that you don't want to be run off the field again. Have some pride. Know what it means for the club. Know what it means to the fans. Go out there and earn your stripes. The stars are missing from the galaxy right now. So it's time for the young players to go out there and burn bright. Let's travel across town and let's pull off the unexpected. Because nobody, and I mean nobody, is expecting the result from you this weekend. But this is a rivalry and anything can happen. So go out there and prove everybody wrong. I I mean, I mean, I liked it. Yeah, it was it was it, it was it, it was I mean, you I, I'll be honest, it lacked the passion that I normally see. I understand why um, it wasn't, you know, maybe choice. Yeah. Yeah. It was a choice. I understand. I understand how it goes. Um, maybe maybe we could try. Maybe we could roll that music one more time for me and I will give you what I thought your dramatic game preview was going to be. So uh, if we could um, and I don't know if this will work or not. It's not like we plan this or anything like this. Uh, but if you could, let's let's play a, a dramatic game preview. My turn this time. Dear LA Galaxy, please don't suck. All right, there you go. That was mine. That was that was that was what I wanted to do. I wanted yeah. Was that was that good too? Well done. Did that yeah. The, um, I was gonna say mine was just a, an extended cut of that. <laughs> you know, I was kind of thinking about these game previews and how they they've morphed from like uh you know this this Saturday at three o'clock on FS1 and you know right. all, all these different things and now it's just like just please don't suck. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, it's a Saturday, a very different it's, thing. <laughs> it's a Saturday, like midday. It's like, I, it's, <laughs> I know galaxy fans are like, don't ruin my weekend. All right. <laughs> don't ruin my weekend. 
Um, LAFC currently sits with five games played, uh, two wins, uh, three ties. So they haven't lost a game. Uh, currently sitting at nine points. The LA Galaxy, obviously, uh, through five games. 0-3 and 2 have not had a win um, this year in 2020. Sebastian Lejet talked about just getting a win. It, it doesn't matter who it's against. It doesn't matter if it's LAFC. Yes, we want to beat them. Yes, that's important, but we want to win. We need to start getting points. Guillermo talked the same thing. Get some points here for that. Uh, Carlos Avella will be available for LAFC. He's expected to play. Bob Bradley was talking about how good of shape he's kept himself in. Um, you know, all the stuff that's going. So the LA Galaxy have, you know, a tall mountain to climb here. Uh, everybody talked about how nobody's really played that often in the last, you know, two, three weeks. And so it's it's not necessarily going to be, I think, a great game coming together. It's going to be, you know, hot because it's been hot in LA. I think it was supposed to be, last we checked on Monday, it was supposed to be like around 91. Um, at kickoff at three that's that's warm that's not um yeah, no that's, that's not, not fun. fun soccer weather but they were also in orlando you know in in basically you know in 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 the swamp so they they have that to lean on as well so the la galaxy need to go out there i mean here's the thing and let's throw away the fact that you know that where the la galaxy are they're not gonna have chicharito you know they they are undermanned they have there's more talent on the other side is that you can't keep losing games by lopsided scores to your rival um, it doesn't matter if you were in the game for 70 minutes. If you want to pretend that that's what it was, it doesn't matter because the final score is what people pay attention to. And right now you're getting played off the field in the last two games that you played against your rival. Um, the fact that it's going to be in an empty stadium at their stadium matters as well. Um, all these things matter. And if you keep getting run off the field, Eric, it, it, they shift the narrative. It doesn't matter that yeah. they had all these wins before. That That, that means nothing. Yeah, and I think that that's something that, that, that they need to be careful of because then uh, from the MLS perspective, the rivalry loses some of its magic as well because what made this rivalry magical is that the games were close, the games were exciting. Yes, they were high scoring, but they were close and it was back and forth and you never knew what was going to happen. Now, if there's a predictability, you know what's going to happen. It's it's harder to get excited for it. So I, I run in some circles with some people who may support the other team and they're not excited for this game because they, they kind of see that well, it's there's not there's they they've beat them before they they're there's not like a, a new mountain to climb and the galaxy fan perspective side of it is they're not excited for this game either because they're missing designated players so then you now are having a rivalry game uh, with the fan the fans of both fan bases not as excited for it uh, as they have been in years past and that's something where this is I've always said that it's it's the best rivalry in the league right now but so but they need to be careful because if they're not competitive in these games then it, it does it's not a rivalry anymore and the games aren't fun and they're not exciting for either side so so I agree I, I think it's something they need to go out there and, uh, and and just not embarrass themselves make it close if it doesn't go your way you know what are you going to do? But at the same time, if you make it close, make it exciting, uh, then that that's really all you can ask for is to go, go out in, in, in a decent fashion as opposed to being, like you said, played off the field. Yeah, and if you want to ramp this thing back up, win the game. You know, win the game. Yeah. Knock, <laughs> then we, knock then them we in the teeth. Talk. Yeah, knock them in the teeth on their own home field. And I know there's no fans there. It doesn't matter. Knock, you know, knock them in. There has to be a fight and a hunger. And if you don't see it in this game, I'm not sure you're going to see it. It's one of the biggest measuring sticks that you have to see from... From Guillermo Barrascaletto. Yes, Eric, you had a question, please. Didn't didn't you not believe in fight and hunger? And now this week, you want to see fight and hunger? 
I do. I mean, there's <laughs> yeah, but still. Yes, I know. Yeah, it is. It is a yeah, but still. I mean, I don't like talking about heart, right? Because it's like these guys yeah. are going out there and playing. But when there's a championship level team, when you're in a rivalry game, there's something extra in this. And, you know, I, I think Legette was saying, yeah, these games are spicy. They're always spicy. You know, there's always that extra. There's a little kick. There's a little nudge. Mm-hmm. It's a little harder. It's a little thing. But you have to be prepared for that when you go in. If you yeah. go in in a turtle shell, Right, you're you're gonna get your butt kicked in you're this game. Get, this yeah. is a game you cannot yeah. come in soft. Yeah, and and, and I think uh, this is something that every LA Galaxy fan who is a Galaxy fan from 2014 and previously, anytime the Galaxy stepped on the field, you were getting the other team's best game because they knew, you know, David Beckham was coming to town, Landon Donovan was coming to town. Uh, all these players, they they wanted to show up against those players that opposing fans uh, bought tickets to see in their home stadium. So you always got every other team's best. So unfortunately, the, the tables have turned and you're now on that other shoe where you want to say, no, 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 this this team, other team's getting all the accolades. Let's show them what's up. Let, let's give them our best and give them a game uh, when no one is giving us a chance. You yeah, ready for 538? Yeah. Oh, please tell me what 538 <laughs> is going to. Can I have the job at 538 predicting these games right now? I could I could do this. Go ahead. So 63 uh, percent chance for LAFC, 20 percent chance uh, for L.A. Galaxy and then a 17 percent chance for a draw. So I looked back for the MLS's back game and it was 57 percent. Uh, LAFC and then uh, 25% LA Galaxy. So it's dropped 5% for LA Galaxy and gone up 6% for LAFC, which given how they played, that's that's on par. Par. It's it's uh, it's it's exactly what I expected. And the other kind of disheartening thing is if you go to 538 and you see the slate of games uh, for MLS this week, there are only two other teams with lower percentages to win, and that is the Vancouver Whitecaps away at Toronto FC and then Nashville away at Atlanta. So the Galaxy is being mentioned in the same sentence with Vancouver, who I mentioned, a perennial bottom dweller of the league, and Nashville, a first-year expansion team who wasn't even able to play due to COVID concerns. They're in that conversation of the three teams with the lowest percentage to win. So uh, again, there's nothing to lose. They they, they got to play for it all, and like you said, show some fight because th- that's really all they can do because the talent might be there, so you may need to show it uh, with effort and heart and physicality, and that's something that's actually proven to work against LAFC is when teams are physical and they, they rough them up, those are the teams who are successful. Yeah, it's going to be a uh, listen. They're they're under man. There's more talent on the other side. If you had to make me like bet all my money this year on who could win the league, I'd put it on LAFC. Um, you know, in this game, if you're like you have all your money, who are you going to? It'd be LAFC. It's there's no there's no argument here from everybody, and I know Galaxy fans see it as well. You can you can tell. Um, but you need to start seeing some improvements. I don't expect them to win this game. I'd like to see a full 90-minute performance, and if that means it's a loss 2-1, to one, if it's a 1-1 one, one draw, if they are, you know, manage to squeak a result out of this, and they did better than I thought they were going to do. Um, they're not going to get better until really you get Yanni Gonzalez on. They're not going to do better until you get Chicharito back at the top of the formation because that's how this team was built right now, and that's how they're supposed to be playing. And so without him, you know, you have somebody like Zubak. Uh, you could put Pavone up top. You could move Araujo into one of the midfield six- sections and then move somebody else over onto one of the other wings. There's a lot of interchange that has to happen when Chicharito's not there. Another reason why the LA Galaxy should be going after a second striker slash backup striker for Chicharito is that too much changes whenever he's not available. 
Um, so all those things are there. It's all things to watch. Let's see how uh, GBS sets up the defense. Last time, People Gonzalez was benched. Does he stay benched? Does he come back? Uh, David Bingham, where he's at. Does Jonathan Klinsman make the number two spot already? Is he already into that? I don't think so. I wouldn't do it this soon, but yeah, I mean, I could see GBS doing it. So um, lots of things to watch. Uh, 3 p.m. kickoff again on Fox and Fox Deportes. It's an over-the-air game, which is another reason why the LA Galaxy should really try hard not to suck. Um, because it's going to yeah. get a large rating and there's going to be a lot of people watching. So so with that, do you have a prediction? Always after 538, uh, you said 2-1 would be a good a good loss. Any, yeah, do you have I, a prediction is on what the, actually it, there's is going to happen? Thing. Yeah, I think it's... Uh, <laughs> I think the Galaxy do have a response for this. I, I don't think they can come out as flat as, the, as they have. Um, I would say it's going to be a 3-1 loss for, for, for the LA Galaxy, but um, I don't know if they score from the run of play. That's more interesting to me is whether or not they score yeah. from the run of play or if, it, or if it's another you know, penalty kick that was manufactured by, you know, by Pavone. Yeah, I, I, I find myself landing in the same the same neighborhood, a three-one, four-one, somewhere in there. Just because we talked all this game, show us fight, show us something different. You're going to go into the game know, knowing uh, what happened previously, and you're going to probably handle it a little bit differently. Uh, but to me, I just don't see any indication that they've improved on the field or with coaching or tactics since uh, we had our rear ends handed to us. So until they do prove us otherwise, you just have to assume that it's going to go similar to how it went uh, earlier this season. They need more players, dude. I don't know how. Yeah, I don't know how do. else to say it. They they do and until they get them, I mean, you can sign them, but until they're on the field, until they're playing, this well, this team doesn't have, change right now. They have players and they're just not on the field. That's part of it as well. Yeah, there's uh there's some injuries there and a whole bunch of stuff. People are starting to I think lose their patience patience with Jonathan Dos Santos, losing patience with Chicharito. The Chicharito thing's ridiculous. It's been like five games since like you know he could actually play in. You want him? The Seltzer, I agree. The Seltzer commercial did not help. Um, yeah, but at that's the same time. It, he, he, he's giving people a case. He's giving people a case. The haters and the people who were doubting him, he, he's, he's letting them win that argument for now, at least at first. Yeah, yeah, it is. And, and you know, if he shows up and he plays, it's great. Um, and, and let's yeah. see how that is. Hopefully that's sooner rather than later Galaxy need him back. I don't think he's going to be available for Seattle. I don't think he's going to be able for San Jose. Um, in the best case scenario for me right now, it's probably the fourth game. Um, which is uh, back to uh, or up at Portland. Uh, then he plays on the you're going to play him on the turf his first sure. game back. Is that going to happen? Probably not. So did, Sunday, September 6th against LAFC. Uh, no, not natural yet. natural grass. Not yet. No, they okay. didn't. Yeah, but no, still, it's not. It's still in turning. my mind. It's they, still, they did. They put natural grass. That's nice. That's a good dream to have. <laughs> I'm sure Merritt Paulson also agrees with you. Yeah. Um, so we'll see how it goes. All right. Uh, anything else? Oh, you want to talk about something? You know, I know you do before we go. Yeah. So go ahead. We saved I'll, I'll for the end. And, and for those of you who have indulged me during uh, this lockdown with, with Cosmo SC and Liga G and all the things, that saga has come to an end. And I, I just had to show it off. I had to flex a little bit. Uh, you know, after 10 weeks during a pandemic, we built our digital soccer team the best we did, could at Cosmo SC. We battled six other Liga G teams uh, for a hard-fought season. And Cosmo SC came out on top. I have the lovely hardware with me. I'm going to try not to drop anything here. So we have our say. Liga G trophy. So even there's even a trophy and a shout out uh, to Moises, Moises Arroyo, excuse me, who uh, made the trophy. It was uh, Manny who runs uh, Galaxy Outlaws. He commissioned it to be made. But a shout out to Moises Arroyo, Arroyo for making it. And then he also made some medals. So, you know, this is the de facto medal ceremony. So I've got a medal with beads on it. It's, it's really exciting. The, the craftsmanship 
that went into this is really spectacular. I'm jingling and jangling everywhere. Yes. I've got stickers. So if you're interested in Cosmo SC stickers, come find me. This journey has, has come to an end. But I just wanted to indulge and shout out my team because there are other podcasts and other people who were involved in the league. Uh, but there was only one championship podcast that was an affiliate, and that is Corner of the Galaxy, who was affiliated with Cosmo SC in Liga G. So I just want to quickly run through the roster. Shout out to Gilbert, Geo, uh, Decline, Squid, myself, uh, Marvin, uh, Hunter, Pelts. We got uh, Scott, Bruce, uh, <laughs> sorry, AO is out there, Manny, my son, Brun out there, M. Klein, Thomas, and then we have Jamie Bacon, who spent some time with us, and then Kylo, our streamer at the beginning. So shout out to everyone who was involved with Cosmo SC. We're champions. We made it. We did it. On LAFC week, we actually talked about video games and our silly little team that entertained us during this whole time. So shout out to everyone there and everyone in the league and all the podcasts and everyone pumping it up and having fun with it on Twitter and, and making your memes and 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 having those Twitter accounts. Uh, it was a lot of fun. It's sad to have it come to an end, but it came to an end at a right time as sports pick up back up, as my, my work life picks back up. So uh, just kind of tying a bow on all of our uh, Cosmo SC action. Well, congratulations, Juan. And two, did you really thank yourself during that? You did. You were I like, did. hey, myself, I, I kept myself, this in the I was, final. I was, I was, <laughs> I, it was me. I'd like to thank me for all the things that I did for myself. So thank you, me. All right, just checking. Uh, all right, I think yeah. that's about it. We're going to get out of here. A long show, LAFC game coming up this weekend. Uh, lots of games coming up. So a lot of podcasts, a lot of things going to happen here. Pretty rapid fire. So everybody tuck in. Uh, you know, um, somebody asked if, if they should worry about their liver on Saturday. I would. Um, so just, you know, take it easy. Breathe. Try to stay out of the heat. Find some air conditioning. Don't be in this room that I'm in right now. Um, do all those things, and I think it'd be okay. And enjoy a seltzer, a Bud Light seltzer. You know, I'll after everything I said, they are they are delicious. I would recommend them. And I would also like to I would also like to thank our sponsor, Raising Canes, Raising Canes. Uh, for sponsoring this podcast. They haven't. They're not really our sponsor, but if they want to be, we would gladly let them be. So uh, that's where we're at. All right, uh, I think that's about it. Eric Hammer, please, sir, get us out of here. All right. You can find me on Twitter at GIS Hammer. You can also find me on Instagram at Galaxy Profile. That's Galaxy P-R-O-F-O-U-L. And then I am retired from TikTok. Those uh, TikTok videos are cursed. So uh, I am now no longer on TikTok. Just wanted to say that out loud. All right. Well, well good. Congratulations. Uh, if you're looking for me on Twitter, it's at Jake Esman, J-G-U-E-S-M-A-N. And of course, at Galaxy Podcast. And please head on over to cornerofthegalaxy.com. All of our articles, podcasts, all that stuff is right there. All right, that does it for Eric, the Portuguese Hammer. I'm Josh Petho, Guessman. You've been listening to Corner of the Galaxy on cornerofthegalaxy.com. Have a great one, everybody. You've been listening to the Corner of the Galaxy podcast on cornerofthegalaxy.com. You can follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at Galaxy Podcast. And be sure to check out and subscribe to iTunes, Stitcher, and Facebook by searching for Corner of the Galaxy. Fans, we thank you for listening, and we ask that you be kind and courteous to your neighbors as you leave the podcast. We thank you for joining us and look forward to seeing you again. Until then, I'm Michael Araujo, and on behalf of the entire Corner of the Galaxy crew, goodbye, everybody.